I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Well, hello there, and you join us here today because big revelation. Omega's done it again. It's taken another slice out of Rolex's pie, and we're going to find out how. Tom, do you love it when uh, Omega goes and has a little bit of a ding-dong with Rolex? Yeah, I love it whenever anyone does anything new that's worth talking about. And this new Omega Speedmaster release is worth talking about, I think. Well, oftentimes when Omega comes out with a new Speedmaster, it's usually to celebrate something that happens somewhere between Apollo and now. It's like, you know, the, the 13th anniversary of when Neil Armstrong did that one thing on a notepad that he forgot about and now they found it and it needs a new watch. That was a great watch, though. That was a great watch. This time, they've actually gone and done something that, well, I find it really, really interesting. This is the Speedmaster Super Racing. And I think this has probably come about primarily because everyone seems to say super now all the time about everything. Everything is super great. Have you noticed that? Yeah, super low-key use of the word super. Super not happening lately. <laughs> so Omega are on that bandwagon too, but there is more to the super than simply keeping up with the kids. Before we get into the technical detail of this thing, what do you think about the way it looks? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? It's As far as super racing goes, I think the yellow could be more super. The yellow's quite low saturation, isn't it? It's almost honey coloured and I think there is some sort of honeybee theme going on in this watch most notably is the honeycomb structure on the dial um, which is very nice and also there's a yellow and black striped running second hand that resembles a bumblebee's bum um, which is very nice as well but yeah odd but fine Do things become a little bit clearer if I were to say that this is in celebration of the 10th anniversary of the Seamaster Aquaterra 15,000 Gauss? No. (laughs) Feels like you just named three watches there. What's that? Seamaster Aquaterra Mill Gauss equals bumblebees. (laughs) The Seamaster Aquaterra 15,000 Gauss is the first watch that Omega used a silicon balance spring with. Right. Now... The silicon balance spring has been in use in Omega watches for quite some time. Yeah. We'll get on to more why this is a celebration of the 10th anniversary, but let's have a quick look at some of the details. So you'll notice the date, the number 10 is all like swoopy-like. Yeah, although if you look, there is an image of the movement from the front and you can see the date wheel and you can see all the numbers laid out in the circle there. And only the 10 is swoopy, so what's the deal there? Or is that just my eyes? 
So, <laughs> so the 10 is in italics, is in reference to the 10th anniversary of the Seamaster Aquaterra 15,000 Gauss. Right. And so has been written in the Speedmaster font. Oh. Okay, cool. It's another one of those... Like, I don't know who comes up with these little visual cues and nods to previous models and all this sort of heritage thing, but... I wonder if they're a fan of like Spanish soap operas. It's like, oh, they're, they're all long lost brothers and they had amnesia. And that's why the 10 is like that. It's the same people who uh, develop those puzzle games that are about three quid. And when you actually find out the answer to the puzzle, you go, oh, well, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. So there are a few other little nifty features going on with the way this thing looks. You've spotted the stripy second hand, which is uh, in reference to the stripy second hand of the Seamaster Aquaterra 15,000 Gauss. Right. There is also a ceramic bezel with yellow grand fouet enamel, which is the fiery kind, the stuff they, they bake. So that's, that's really nice. That's really nice luster to it. Hang on, though. What was the stripy hand on the Seamaster Aquaterra 15,000 Gauss in reference to? Was that in reference to this future model? It sort of preempted it. That was in reference to the fact that it had a silicon balance spring, which was resistant to 15,000 Gauss plus of magnetism, which is very, very strong. And so the whole, like, woo, industry, anti-magnetism warning meant they chose that black and yellow stripy motif, a bit like, you know in aliens on the lifter sure and bumblebees like warning yeah danger this thing will bite you with its bum <laughs> warning this watch will resist magnetism excellent yeah okay i'm with you so there is also the speedmaster racing not super racing racing Okay. And that's a pretty cool watch. You'll think, other than the Bumblebee stuff, is basically the same. And this watch, the Speedmaster Racing, has the silicon balance spring from the Seamaster Aquaterra 15,000 Gauss. So it is also resistant to anti-magnetism to a very, very high degree. That is the Calibre 9900. Are you with me so far? No, sorry. I was just thinking, why didn't they go the whole hog and make the second hands like a honey dipper? <laughs> I think you need to focus more. Carry on. But, but there is a problem with the silicon balance spring that they were currently using. And that is through their chronometer certification company called Matas. The best accuracy they could get from it was zero to plus five seconds a day. Right. Now, Compare that to the Rolex Daytona, and they are on minus two to plus two seconds a day. A range of four seconds with a maximum deviance of two seconds. Whereas the Omega Speedmaster racing with the silicon balance spring had a maximum deviation of five seconds and a maximum range of five seconds, both higher than the Rolex. Sure. Okay. So what's the transition to silicon balance springs? Was that enough of a gain in anti-magnetism for it to be worth it in the sort of loss of accuracy that you would get with having such a thing? Well, apparently not, because that's why the Super Racing has now come out to take the fight to Rolex in accuracy as well as anti-magnetism. Oh. So this is the Calibre 9920, and it has a new silicon balance spring, which they're calling Spyrate. 
and we'll get into the details of how this thing works in a second. But basically it goes from zero to plus five seconds a day to zero to plus two seconds a day, which is two seconds less in range and equal in deviation to the Rolex balance spring. How does that make you feel? Yeah, cool. Is it spirate or is it spirate? <laughs> do you say spirates of the Caribbean or do you say spirates of the Caribbean? I do say spirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So should we say it's the spirate? Spirate. That sounds good. So here's what I've been able to deduce so far. Lay it on me. This spirate yep. balance spring overcomes a problem with silicon. Now, are you familiar with compliant mechanisms? Yes, that rings a bell. We've spoken about that when we were talking about Patek Philippe. They use some of those. It's like movement pieces with Mighty Morphin time built in. They can sort of, <laughs> you can sort of squish them and then they turn into something else. Exactly, yeah. You, you might remember the Patek Philippe Aquanaut Travel Time Advanced Research 5650G, which came out in 2017. No. And that used a compliant mechanism. Now, a compliant mechanism is a single structure that has flexibility designed into it so it can effectively change shape or change characteristics within a single item. Now, Rolex uses a metal balance spring and they use an alloy to try and get the anti-magnetism whereas Omega have been using silicon. And the difference between the two is that with the metal alloy that Rolex uses, it can adjust the accuracy of that balance spring by applying more or less of a bend in the metal. So the difference in the stiffness in the final coil of the balance spring, you'll often see there's a bend in it. It's like a little kink. It's not a complete spiral. It just bends out, folds over a little bit. And adjusting that bend allows you to adjust the stiffness of the spring and the rate by very, very small fractions. Now, if you imagine, say, a metal ruler, you can bend it a bit, you can bend it a bit, and it stays elastic. It will snap back again to its original shape. But at a certain point, you will bend it too much and it will stay bent. That is known as plastic deformation. You'll let go and it will now be a corner instead of a straight ruler. So you can let go of one end of the ruler after you've bent it and it will stay bent. That's what Rolex do in their balance springs. That, that bend will stay there and it will give them the accuracy they want. With the silicon balance spring, however, because it is manufactured in one piece, it isn't bendable into a plastic deformation. So if you imagine a plastic ruler, you can bend it when you're holding both ends. You can make it into a little bow. You bend it, you bend it, you bend it. If you let go, it will just spring back. If you bend it and bend it and bend it some more, it will snap. There is no point at which it stays bent. So that means that when Omega makes these balance springs, they have to come out of the mold or however they, they maybe they print these, they have to come out accurate enough. And that accuracy they were able to achieve was zero to plus five. So they printed them, already coiled, and that was as accurate as they were ever going to be. Yeah. And so a balance spring is fixed to the balance wheel, but at the other end where it's fixed to the movement, it's only ever held in with one point. So if you imagine our two rulers again, with a metal ruler, you can bend it, it stays bent, and you can hold onto it at one point and it will stay bent to the precision that you want. With the plastic ruler, you can bend it, but if you let go of one side, it will go straight again. 
Yeah. So what Omega have done here with the Sprate balance spring is to hold it in two places. You'll notice on the diagram, there's the, the normal end that you would expect. And then there's that baseball cap looking compliance mechanism, which also clamps down. So yeah, yeah, you've got the fixed point curls up to the baseball cap. And then there's another offshoot that goes into the coil of the main spring. Exactly, yeah. And so when you look at the complete movement, you will see there are two points of mounting. There is the point at the typical end of the balance spring, which can be adjusted in length for uh, fairly large adjustments in rate. Yeah. And then there is a secondary mounting point for the baseball cap compliant mechanism part, which is like the second hand on the plastic ruler. So now with that wheel that says 0.1 seconds per day, faster, slow adjustment, when you tweak that, it adjusts the position of the first mounting point relative to the fixed position of the second baseball cap mounting point. And that will change the tension between those two points, which will affect the stiffness of the overall balance spring. Like that plastic ruler, it is held in two places with the right amount of bend it needs to get the accuracy they want. Phew. Wow. That's very clever. I mean, it's a lot of faffing when you think that <laughs> Rolex just uses, you know, good old metal balance spring. Yeah. Omega seems like they've spent a lot of research and development to land on this. Yeah, there's a lot of simulation gone into getting that very organic looking shape. And that's really how compliant mechanisms have come about because simulation software is so much better in order to do that. But what you're saying is right because Omega themselves say Omega had to quite literally reinvent the wheel. The wheel is fine. It didn't need reinventing. But that said, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. And it's like a thousand mile an hour car. We don't need it, but I'm glad we have one. <laughs> yeah, we might need it at some point. We need to get away from dem aliens or something. <laughs> there is a small bee in the ointment though, Tom. Oh, I know what this is going to be. Yeah, go on, have a guess. You're going to say something about the price or the availability. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Not sure about the availability just yet, but I can definitely quote you on the price. The Speedmaster Racing, pre-Super, yep. is £8,500. The addition of all Dembinus and the Sprate balance spring will cost you £10,700. Okay, all right. For reference, the Rolex Daytona is £12,500. So it's getting there, isn't it? It's really getting there. The Rolex Cosmograph Daytona is a mirage, though, that you're looking at, so <laughs> doesn't actually exist, does it? No, I guess not. And that's what Omega are playing on, ultimately. And I suppose what I'm glad about is if they're going to do that, at least they're doing something that adds value in some way. They haven't just gone, now it's more! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. And is this something that they might roll out across all their models? Would we see the Spirate in all Omega models, do you think? Or I would very much expect so. It would kind of defeat the point if they didn't. And everything would have Super in front of it. Super Seamaster. That would be another another cool USP for Omega, wouldn't it? You've got those lovely liar lugs. You've got the Spirate. Very nice. I'm looking forward to the Super Deville. Sure. Well, there you go, dear viewer and listener. What do you think of the new Sperate balance spring? 
in the Super Racing Speedmaster. Let us know in the comments down below. Please do like and subscribe while you're there. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.